This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, January the 18th, 2016. Hey, good morning, friends, neighbors, American citizens. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a special MLK Day. Are you at work today? Because the kids aren't at school. Welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. It's what we do is physical uh, physical delivery of gold and silver, and you can give us a call anytime at 1-800-951-0592, or go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can hang out with that tinfoil nation and get the news to disturb the comfortable, where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner, CEO, the guy who puts the money behind this program, and it's his opinion. If you don't like it, you can give him a call. That's all I can say. His name's Joe Jacob, CEO. How come you're – why are you working today, sir? Why are you I have here? nothing better to do. Is that what it I is? I mean, seriously, normally we don't work today. But since I have nothing better to do, we're working. There you go. Because my youngest son and, and my wife, they're in California. He's still at that tournament? Yeah, still at that tournament. Well, they're coming home today. There you go. Coming home today. And so it's just me and my oldest son who – is now sick, and the whole varsity basketball team, this illness spread has spread to where today my son went to practice this morning because, you know, that's how they do it. I love that part. No school, but you're going to be your practice at 7 o'clock in the morning. He was one of seven kids there out of the 14, 15 that are on the varsity and he got sent home. Well, the way I look at that, the ones who get minutes to play showed up for practice. The other one's gone. <laughs> eh, I don't play that much anyway. So I think I'm going to call in sick. I think it's actually, here's the problem. I think it was the other way around. Oh, really? All the kids that play are all sick. <sighs> well, you got to run a little harder. So so I'm like, man, i got to get out of here, right? My kids say, I don't want to be around that, right? And no. my, my wife and my other kids, they're gone. We're working. There you Hello. go. Hello. Well, you know who's working as well? Phoenix bus drivers. Striking. Oh, the, strike's over. Strike's over. They're back at work. Hey, they got their insurance benefits back. I'll just Ma- tell Maybe you. that's what happened. Maybe a bunch of them were sick and they needed to go to the doctor, so they had to end the thing. They, who knows? But welcome back to the bus drivers. Patriot Radio News Hour. It's going to be a really fun show today. At least, I, you know, fun for me. I don't know if that's fun for everybody else. We'll but it's fun out. for me. But we're going to... We're going to look at not only what's happened. Obviously, Friday, a huge down day on, on Wall Street, uh, 390 points to the downside. The The markets are not are, – the U.S. markets are closed today. Futures say that the markets are going to open down again tomorrow. But we're going to take a look at – all these different data points, and primarily the the biggest data point we, we kind of are going to drill down today is the one thing that they keep telling us is good, which is the jobs number. I've been telling you, I believe that this number is the one number that is wrong. 
you know, as we sit there and we look at all of the data points and, and you know, they said GDP, we're doing it wrong, construction spending, we're doing it wrong, and they're saying all these reports are wrong. This is the one that's wrong. Well, you know what? I, I, this I, is the I, one that's wrong. So we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to do that today. And then the other thing that was bothering me as I uh, was with my own thoughts this weekend is, why is it? that all of these people, whether they're out, they parade out on the idiot boxes, on the stock channels, uh, your financial advisors, your financial planners. And listen, Homer and I got a couple of, I mean, friends, real, I mean, especially Homer, good friends that are in the financial industry. Absolutely. Why is it that they say gold's so horrible? And why none of you should ever own it and all of these things so... Well, let me tell you what my friends don't right off the bat, because they don't make money off it. Well, they don't make they money. Don't. They personally right. don't make money. But, so why would they promote it if they're in the financial industry? Well, you know what? They're supposed to be looking out for your interest. Well, give me so, first. Right. They, but it, not quite. Not quite. So we're going to go back all the way to 1971. And we're going to look at what gold was, what the Dow was, and... Who's really better off? Because really, if you're going to evaluate things, and and we can all do it, right? The Wall Streeters, they like to go back to 1981, 1980. Gold was $800. And they like to use that number, right? Because it's not as good for gold, right? Me, personally, I like to go back to the millennial. Gold was only $250. Wall Street was $10,000, almost eleven. But I guess in all fairness, what would be the fairest way to do it? And the fairest way to do anything is to start at the beginning and say, from the beginning, who's ahead? Right? Not who was winning after the, you know, if you're running the mile, the guy that's winning at the end of a quarter mile didn't win the race, right? Halfway through the race, the race still ain't over. Yeah, you don't win for being the, in the lead on the final leg. Right, you got to cross that. Table. You got to you got to kick it to the end. So we're going to start at the beginning, and we're just going to look at it. And then, when you meet with your financial guys, and they tell you, no, 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 no. Matter of fact, they make you feel like you're an idiot. Right? They won't even. It's your money, but they act like it's theirs. You can educate them a little bit. And just just to see the expression on their face. So we're going to break all of that down. We're going to talk all about that. And then, is the Federal Reserve telling banks to lie to us again? Talk about all of those things. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Radio News Hour on MLK Day. It's one of those things where some things are open, some things are closed. It's just too confusing. And since I had nothing better to do today, we're all working. Wendy's here. I'm here. Homer's here. Uh, Just update everybody. 
we have uh, U.S. Silver Eagles. For those of you that have already ordered, there is a slight possibility that I'll be shipping your silver before the end of this week. Slight. Anybody that is ordering today, it's going to be three weeks. So we've gotten a little closer. <laughs> right? Last week was a month. Now we're down to three weeks. Well, yeah, I, well way to uh, not rip the Band-Aid off, but slowly, slowly pull it back. I was thinking all of it was going to be. I, I thought that was good news. There's a small possibility. There's only two people. I've got two people. Um, one's got two cases. One's got one case. I may be able to 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 get it out to you, but then again, I may not. Uh, platinum, very very quiet. The Canadian Mint is not saying a word. Once again, we are going to take that as good news uh, because so far, every time we've heard from them, it's been a delay. Uh, still no news out there. By the way, there is no platinum and there is no palladium anywhere really bizarre uh, so those of you that are waiting it's coming it's coming as soon as it, and the second it gets to, to is put into our cage at the bullion bank it's going it's shipping it's gonna ship that's it for the product updates everything else is is a okay by the way tomorrow uh, no no mail today so tomorrow we're going to be 100% caught up, 100% with the, with that exception. There you go. So, uh, anyway, uh, product update. I want to say that I feel horrible for Homer's wife, Pam. She is a beautiful, beautiful person. They are on the precipice of being empty nesters. <laughs> By this time next week. Yeah. You're going to have no kids at home? No, my daughter will have, uh, we're, we're taking her to LAX. She flies directly to Sydney, Australia, and will be a full-time college student at uh, Hillsong University in Australia, and we couldn't be more excited for her and her new journey. She's about gone. But that leaves Pam having to deal just with Just with you. Me. That's all she has. Let me tell you, our kids were a great buffer. They kept her busy. I feel so and I sorry got to for watch her. every sporting event I could. <laughs> I got to kiss all that goodbye now. You know? She's probably going to want to do stuff with you. Uh, you know, and then she's going to do stuff with you and then realize. I'm a bore. Yeah, it's, all I you're do only is you. I'm only me, man. I got nothing. I, it's just very hollow right here. I'm a very flawed individual. <laughs> I don't know what she sees in me, but I've been blessed to have her in my life, and we've raised two great kids. And I'll just tell you this. Listen, I'm just going to segue here and tell you the one of the best things that's happened to Arizona in a long time happened Saturday night. If those of you didn't see it, and I know we're not talking about finances, but wow, it was neat watching the Cardinals win a excruciating victory. It was hard to watch at points because there was, there was just so many emotions in that game. But my favorite part was I was at a special place watching this, and there was a Packers fan there, and somebody ordered a big plate of shredded cheese and sent it to anyone wearing a Packers jersey. <laughs> just shredded cheese. Shredded cheese. Just 
sent it to him, and wow, we 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 got away with one. Wake just shows up with a plate of shredded cheese, and uh, they're like, and they're like, what's this for? Uh, that would be from those Cardinal fans over there. <laughs> well, it could be Arizona against the Broncos. I'd love to see that. I don't care if it's Arizona against New England. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. I want right, right, but I would rather play the Broncos. But we got the, the chances of Peyton Manning being Tom Brady is about as likely as you win in the Powerball. That sounds right? about right. I mean, about, about that. Sounds right about now. right, man. I'm just telling you. For that reason alone, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Let's see him beat up on uh, New England, which I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, sorry, Broncos. All right. Man. Segue, segue, segue. Let, we talked before the break. You know, all last week I was kind of saying, why is it that all of these people, I'll say all these people, you know, the, these quote-unquote, these economists, these bankers, you know, BlackRock, Blackstone, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, you know all these guys, they're all saying, oh, no, it's, 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 it's fine. And, and the economy's doing great and everything's wonderful. But when you look at all these data points, we saw retail sales. Remember, we've been wondering, where are, why where are the is, numbers? Where's the where, report? Where, where, they finally came out Friday, just like we expected. Bad, not good. You know, according to the government data, retail sales were down one-tenth of one percent. Down. It's Christmas. It should be the upswing. Right. Walmart with that huge store closing announcement on Friday. Then you start looking at, we talked about like the transportation stock. Used to be, the Dow Transports were the, we're, we're going to tell you which way the economy was going. You look at rail car shipments. Right? And another one of these, these same guys that are telling you everything's fine, these are, these are sections where they would quote verbatim as to why it was that we're going to have a good year. Oh, look at the Dow Transports. They're doing great. Look at the rail car shipment. They're incredible. The economy's great. All of a sudden, they're bad. They don't want to talk about it. I mean, what is crude oil really telling us? Do you see crude, crude oil? $28 and change. We're under 30 Is that the first time this year we've been below 30 First, well, yeah. Well, yeah. It may be the yeah. first time since 2008. Oh, we've got to go farther than that. Farther than that? Yeah. Wow. Probably the lowest it's been in a dozen years. What does that say? And I have been of the opinion that something isn't right in these jobs numbers. You know, they sat there, 294,000 jobs created in December. I'm like, what? Now, this is a guy, you're talking, I, I speak from experience. I worked in the retail industry. I ran whole division. I had upwards of 15 to 20 supermarkets underneath me. So I know how retail works. And I know for a fact that December... You're not hiring people in December. You've already hired them. Yeah, there's, right. They're, you're already but, you're, but you're already hired. Seasonal right. hires. And as soon as Christmas ends, 
you're all laid off. Thank you for coming. Right. We appreciate they don't you even lay off. What, the- they, what they do is they give you no hours on the schedule, or they give you four hours on the schedule, and you just eventually just quit. But neither here nor there. And I, I, we broke down how they did all the seasonal. The government's just adding jobs. They could only prove 11,000 jobs, but you, somehow they said 294. And then last week, Rick Santelli came out on TV and for two minutes and 45 seconds or so told the truth. Ramon, let's play Rick Santelli and what really behind the jobs number. I can't tell you how many different articles, interviews have come to the point that finally, who's to blame for all of this volatility? The Fed for raising rates. Unelected officials ruining the party, taking away the punch bowl. Well, there's something to be said for that logic, but in a slightly different way. The FOMC committee and the notion a small group of people should control the price of money in this country or in any small group around the world, I think that ought to be under review. But the issue isn't what's going on. Reality is hitting. We can't point to the Fed as responsible directly for this. The party had to end. The Fed's responsible in run regard. Zero interest rate policy was the response to a crisis, but they kept it there long after the crisis. That's the issue. And I declare that the age of transparency should be dead. Because it didn't turn out that we had glasses to see what was going on. What we actually had was a television. And every time things weren't the picture they wanted us to see, they changed the channel. Whether it was employment, the rate of unemployment, it all changed. But more important, how many times today have you heard Smart guests say, well, 292,000 wasn't really the jobs number. When you looked at this aspect and this aspect and the household survey and temporary workers and the holidays, it was really hardly anything. You know who we should hear that from? The Fed. And all along, we haven't heard that from the Fed. So they created their own beef stew in this instance. But pillar number one, in terms of deflationary issues, just think Japan, how past its prime these ideas are. In Japan, an island with virtually no resources, and they're worried about falling commodities? They want to correct that? Oh, man, that's a little strange. And pillar two, we've just gone over it. In terms of the employment scenario, if you're not honest about it, once you actually have to do something about what you portrayed on the employment scene, if it isn't accurate, it's of your own making. All along, the Fed, if they were focused on employment, should have been honest about the quality and true quantity of jobs. If we are rallying because they're pulling this back, we certainly will turn into Japan. So start thinking about... The, like I said, and I don't know, was it 2.30, 2.45? Just a few minutes of truth. How did we end up with a few unelected people controlling the money of the world without any oversight whatsoever? Right? That's, that's probably problem number one. And, of course, I've already told you. We already know how the book ends. Then he goes on and he starts talking about changing the tune, changing the channel. Anytime the data points that they like started to go the other way, what did they do? 
They simply ignored it. They changed the channel. Right? Just kind of like I was saying about all these other, all their little favorite indices. As soon as they went bad, now they're saying, oh, no, no, we're focused on this. And then he talked about the jobs picture. Talked about the data. Talked about it. Let's, and I'll put my own words to it. Essentially, they're giving us a picture that is not true. And this is what they wanted us to believe, and now they need to do something because the picture that they that they painted that wasn't accurate is leading them to make mistakes. Then he brought up my favorite, which is what I've been telling all of you people that have listened that it's coming. We're Japan. Just for a little reference of what that means. 1987. The Nikkei was 40,000, right? Kind of where Wall Street needs to be right now for all of these pensions and all these other things, all of these promises that these same people that they still roll out there on the television sets today tricked us all into believing back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, that this was going to lead all of you baby boomers to economic nirvana. We're going to talk about what it means to be Japan, and then also we're going to start that race, gold versus the Dow, what really is the best investment. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Picture Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Homer Lopez, all of you, thank you uh, so much for tuning in and doing business with us. It's what keeps this show going. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Over 20 years we've been doing this. Amazing. Especially in today's day and age. Hardly anything goes for that long anymore. But we're talking before the break. You know, if they're painting a picture that's inaccurate, and they don't want to admit it, and I think Rick Santelli put it really perfectly when he said, you know, this isn't the job market from 20 years ago. Back then, almost every job created was a full-time job. Back then. 90, 95% of the people that worked part-time worked part-time because they wanted to work part-time. Temporary jobs was, I mean, that was rare. Today's jobs report, essentially, if you got rid of part-time in temporary, you'd hardly have any jobs at all. And then they sit there and they do the hedge. We can't understand why wages are growing. Because our little chart here, our Phillips curve, says it should. Right? Labor force participation rate falls all the time. 
And they scratch, oh, we don't know what's wrong. And then they can't understand why GDP isn't growing. We got 45 million people on food stamps. That's why. You know, before the crisis, there wasn't even 20 million people on food stamps. So you want to know what happened, why the labor force participation rate went from 66, 67 down to 62? You want to know where those people went? Pretty easy math. They went on the, let the socialist society that we now live in, let the government take care of you. And then they don't understand why it is that there's no growth. They understand. Trust me, they know this. Janet Yellen knows exactly what I'm talking about. Then they talked about, Rick Santelli talked about, how is it? And he used Japan. Japan probably even the best example ever. Here's an island. It has pretty much no natural resources to speak of. Right? They import everything. Right? They import all of their oil. Right? They import a lot of their food. Right? They got to import pretty much copper, and they don't have mines, iron ore, steel, whatever it may be. They're an import society. Of course, they export a lot of stuff because they make it for cheap. But yet, even now, even that market says this this cheap oil is horrible. What does that really mean? Because we talk about it here, oil prices go down, the Dow goes down with it. For my whole life, up until the last couple of years, falling oil prices always meant good things for the economy, good things for Wall Street. So now that this is no longer true, what does it really mean? And if we aren't willing, if we aren't willing to accurately portray the economic picture, how can we actually understand what's even happening? How can we fix it if we don't want to admit it? All of these people, they still do it. Even today, I heard another one of these idiots talk about full employment. No full employment. It's not even close to full employment. They don't want to admit it. Why? Why why wouldn't they want to admit it? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? I always go back is, are they making money off of it? How does it affect them, those that are reporting? You mean that 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 if they came out on TV and told everybody, hey, this is a big lie, that people would call up and say, hey, get my money out, and they don't want them to Hey, I run this big, you can't take your money out. I need that money. That's right. Could be. And it comes all the way down. You think these guys on Wall Street are one thing. Think about the regular Joe financial planner who's there right next to your Safeway that, you know, financial planning is us. World of financial planning. All of, all of these people have a lot of, I, I will tell you here in Phoenix, there's a lot of seniors that have financial planners, and some of them guide them the right way, and some of them, I believe, are worried about their own checkbook. Well, that, and let me tell you, that, that goes without saying. Right? In any industry, there's good and there's bad. But 
I, I, I went to, you know, when they confiscated gold from the citizenry in 1933, it was, you, you couldn't own it here. It was illegal. You couldn't own gold in the United States. 1971, we've talked about this, Richard Nixon closed the gold window. And that was really meant for foreign governments. Because the foreign governments at $35 were turning in U.S. dollars and getting $20 gold pieces from the Treasury. Because they were like, well, we'd rather have the gold than the 35 bucks. The United States at one point had over 20,000 metric tons of gold in the vault. Now they say that we've got 8,000 left. We don't know because they don't do audits. Wink, wink, nod, nod, it's there. And even if it is there, do we actually own it? Who knows, right? Because they lease gold out and do all this stuff, and who knows? But in 1971, gold was $35, and the Dow was 840 Today, as of close on Friday, because the Dow isn't open today, 15988 from 840 which works out to 18 times or 1,800%. Pretty good. Now, of course, when you start thinking about what that's cost us, the, the federal deficit, by the way, 1971 total, was about $440 billion. It's now $19 trillion. 18 times. What's gold done? And then why is it your financial planner tells you not to own it? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The race started in 1971. Because 1971 was the first time where the price of gold wasn't constant. In other words, we had said it was worth $20. And then they confiscated the gold in 33 and 90 days later said, yeah, that $20 is now worth 35 And it stayed that way till 1971. Today, gold's 1090 It's up $1,055, or 30 times. So since gold, when, since the race has started, okay? So the race started in 1971. The Dow is up 18 times. Gold's up 30 times. Those are just facts. Now, you can point to different times during the race. 
right? You can pick 1980 like we talked about. Well, let's pick this year, or let's pick that year, or let's, and we can do it both ways. Right? I can pick out years where it's more favorable for me. Right? 1999, 2000, those are great times for me to point it out. Right? The the guys that push the paper, the paper pushers, 1980 is a great time. You know what? They like 2011 is a great time for them, isn't it? 2011, gold was 1900. But if you go back to when the race started, it's clear who's winning. And quite honestly, I have nothing to do with the winning. I have to thank our our federal government and this central bank. Those are the people that are winning the argument for me. Because let's face it, if we had decided that we were going to be fiscally responsible, gold wouldn't be winning. If we did, we have a national debt that's now $19 trillion and nobody wants to talk about it. Because here's, here's the dirty little secret. Dirty little secret is 10 years from today, it's going to be, we, you know what, it's only a matter of we're not sure, is it going to be $30 trillion, $40 trillion, $50 trillion? We're really not sure. It's going to be something real big. We know that. And, and then we think back to, and I think back to Rick Santelli and his little two-plus minutes of truthfulness. When he talks about, you're telling me that nobody, nobody has a problem with these unelected small little group of people making the decision about our money and they get to do it like they were emperors without question without audit these are the people that have decided that it was okay to run a 19 trillion dollar deficit these are the same people that decide the winners and the losers. You know, part of the one of the great things that made America great was if you failed, it was okay. You could fail. You dust yourself off and you could try again. But that all changed. Now. Because of their incompetence, it, it's incompetence. That's what it is. Because of this small group of people's incompetence, now these institutions, if they fail, there is no punishment for the failure. What happened instead? Instead, they punished all of us. Because, like it or not, 
when the when they did TARP and they bailed out all the banks, right? And the Federal Reserve opened the Fed window and did all this stuff. They told you, oh, it's for the good of the country. Was it? It actually was the last pillar of what made this country great. Then they took it away. And they essentially admitted, admitted, listen, the game is rigged, and it's not rigged for us. The the deficit's skyrocketing. Think about it. This last year was the quote-unquote last good year. And the deficit was still $470 billion, which would have been the highest level ever, not counting the financial crisis years ever in the history of the country, more than all of the debt that we had from when we became a nation up until 1971. We'd put more on, and that was a good year. And they can't understand why it is that we can't grow more than 2%. They can't figure out because we've got full employment. And then you start realizing the picture they're painting is a fraud. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. And we pose the question today What's the Dow really worth? As we know now, as Rick Santelli said, we really are Japan. And as I told you, the Nikkei used to be 40,000, 16,000 today, got as low as 10. So could you imagine the Dow at all-time high was 18,000, right? Something like that. Take 75% away, and that's probably what's coming. And then you think about all the money the Japanese spent trying to pretend that it wasn't happening. Then you start looking here. What have we done? We spent all of this money to try to pretend it wasn't happening. And then today, I saw an article that the Dallas Federal Reserve has given permission to some of our largest banks to lie about how much money they're going to have to write off because of oil prices. I don't have enough time. I got too long-winded. I'll do that tomorrow. But this seems to be, you know what the real pattern seems to be? The real pattern seems to be, let's lie and deceive. Let's lie and deceive. Let's paint a picture that really doesn't exist. Because we don't want to own up to what the truth is. And heaven forbid 
that the the dumb American out there figures it out. It's like Homer said. What are you going to do? Call your financial guy? Tell him to give me my money? <laughs> That'd be horrible. Wall Street won't open. Thankfully, a lot of the younger people, and I say younger people, non-boomers, don't own any stock. Well, none of them have any money. Well, right? Maybe that's part of the problem, because when you're you're a part-time or a temporary worker, they don't have to offer you the 401k. That, and they don't have a salary that, that, uh, enough to make them have a living. Well, we already know. Sixty some, What is it? 65% of Americans don't even, can't even afford a $500 expense. So when we sit there and you start thinking about, and I'm not telling you, I don't, never said to anybody, don't own stocks or don't own a house or any of those things. Because you do need to be diversified. Hey, there's a lot of stocks that have done real well. They've done better than 18 times, right? There's a lot of stocks that have gone to zero. Sure. Right? In other words, you didn't get any time. You lost everything. But you got to be smart enough to understand the importance. It's a necessity to have wealth insurance. And what gold is is wealth insurance. And you have it, and you use it in this regard, is you you put it away and then hope that we're wrong and that we don't really become Japan. Unfortunately, sure looks like we are. 800-951-0592. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.